Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Hey, everybody, welcome back to How Did We Get Here? The audio road trip with no breaks. Today's episode is a deep dive into the past, the present, and future of music television. I'm Jacob, and I'm here with Zach. You say hello. Hi. I'm always going to let you say hello. Okay. This is I our did, show. I, I Yeah, it's both of us. I appreciate yeah. you giving me the intro and allowing me to I'll never say on hello on your behalf. You got it. Well, I so this is something that we talked about on the last one. And it's, yeah. I, you know, it's sometimes these things just kind of naturally come up, but I think it's fascinating a topic like this because I feel like this is like the last generation where you could do this because in like five years, maybe even now, maybe even like mm -hmm. Gen Z, maybe they don't have a concept of what MTV or music, tele whatever it was, you know? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, like it's gone. Even our younger demographic that listens to this is probably like, it's like hearing your grandfather recite war stories, you know, like I yeah. can't relate, but I'm with it. I'm with the cause, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you guys don't understand how much of a moment MTV was, I yeah. think like, and, and like throughout a few different time periods, you know? Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're a little bit older than me and yeah. I never saw the music video era of MTV. Honestly, I didn't see much of it either. Like gotcha. my earliest. I, I didn't assume so. I think that's no. like an early 80s kind of thing. It's it's a little bit of early 90s. Like one of my earliest memories of MTV is uh, No Rain. But you're like four. Yeah, right. That's yeah. like 92 or 93. Like No Rain by Blind Melon, which is like the mm -hmm. music video with the dancing B-girl. That was a big deal. Um, Nirvana, stuff like that. But like even around that time, MTV started to pivot to more original programming. So like real world was starting to be the thing. Um and it's so weird to like look at it now because there was a time where in between the like actual music video stuff and what happens now, which it just has ridiculousness on 24 hours a day. <laughs> that that is, is all it's turned into, yeah. Which is insane, right? Like if you look mm -hmm. at it, there was a moment in between these two periods where that channel really defined a generation, man. It was aspirational. I, I think... Uh... Because when I started watching MTV, like, I think I was getting into music. I think the first time that MTV was presented to me was probably by my father. And okay. it was during, like, Unplugged. Ah, okay. And I think yeah. Unplugged is one of the coolest things to happen to the music industry. Because for those of you who don't know, they take these artists. I think probably the most famous Unplugged session is Nirvana's. It you has know, to Very be. dark, dirty, grungy music. And then they strip it down. And now they're playing acoustic and it's like you don't realize how beautiful these songs actually are and how talented these people are until you take the the smoke and mirrors down, you know? Yeah. So I think Unplugged are such a beautiful thing and they still do it. Uh, one of the most popular instances from recent is like uh, AHA's Take On Me Unplugged. 
I saw that. So it's really Beautiful. funny that you mention it because I literally was looking at this the other day because like unplugged, I think Nirvana was the was obviously the main one. I remember Oasis was a, was yeah. on it, like Alanis Morissette, but like I I just saw Aha was there and I was like, wait, is that like from the 80s? And I saw like, like Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize how recent. I didn't know they kept doing it, but apparently mm-hmm. they did it. Uh, the latest one is Bastille. Which is crazy. Crazy. Like yeah. it's still happening consistently. I'm going cause... to a wedding in April. Um, one of my best friends from growing like high school and everything's getting married. Sure. And his fiance is gonna walk down the aisle to that take on me version. Oh and I'm like, I see it. That that's yeah. all that it was gorgeous. Um but yeah, I'm just going through a Wikipedia article showing me all of the former programming on MTV and these guys go through shows like it's nobody's business. Oh yeah. It's nonsense. Like yeah. it's, it, it is absurd uh, how much stuff MTV went through, just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, for me, MTV, the inception of it is really like Michael Jackson's thriller. Cause at the time that redefined what is a music video. Yeah. Yeah, that that really changed the world because like music videos before that was just it was just here's the song and a guy walking through a crowded street or something or looking through and poorly lip syncing. Yes, every time it was like Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 looking sad and like it was something like that. But no, Michael Jackson killed it. Yeah, Michael (laughs) Jackson killed it in a lot of ways. Just phenomenal entertainer through and through. Yeah, and I I feel like his controversy was never really talked about enough, you know? No, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, I feel like we are in such a fickle spot in pop culture where everyone recognizes the legacy he did, but everything that happened with him in his personal life was kind of, like, outside of the scope of pop culture. And if you really want to learn about it, you got to dig a little deeper. And I think at this point, none of us really want to. Yeah, I mean, people keep making it easier and easier too, right? Like, yeah, there was that course. documentary that was making the rounds. So it was like, hey, here's all the information. And a lot of people watched it, but a lot of people didn't. And I think there's that conversation of where does, like, obviously, I think divorced from everything, Michael Jackson, I don't think it can be argued, is a generational talent, right? Like one of the greatest minds for music and entertainment that has ever existed. And I think that comes up against all the other crap. And it's like, how do people reconcile that? Because like something like Bill Cosby is like, okay, yeah, he was funny, but he's a comedian, right? It's like Uh he was making dad jokes. We could deal without it. But Michael Jackson was like key and was was such a big part of music sort of cultural history that it gets a lot hairier for a lot of people. I think they can't like, reconcile or compartmentalize those two things with just pop culture as a whole it's same thing with the beatles right like more and more comes out about maybe john lennon wasn't great (laughs) wait was there stuff i don't know anything about john lennon i i just heard he was like a piece of shit but like just a jerk it's i'll be honest i have not done my due diligence i have just kind of heard people say that you know you know, I've heard people say things. I hear you, yeah, I hear yeah. you, I hear you. But I don't want to like, you know, 
defame his career right sure. now on this podcast. It's more influential than the Beatles ever were. Hey, I but, was going to say, I'm not a Beatles guy anyway, so whatever. I, I kind of am a Beatles guy, so kind of. Like, I, I think I could see the brilliance of it, and I sure. think... You know, they released a number one hits album and it has like 30 fucking tracks on it. Not not many people can do that. That's called a best of normally. They're like, this is objectively the best of. <laughs> this is the best of any music. Period. Yeah. yeah. We we land yeah, we nailed it. Do you also, are you do you uh, believe in like the Beatles or Elvis oh, guy? What? Are you one of those people? What, Have you never what, heard that? What does that mean? Uh they say that you're either a Beatles guy or an Elvis guy. And oh, like I'm, usually I'm those both. two people. I like, do that. I like both of them. Okay. All right. Never mind. That's that's debunked. All right. What were you gonna say? I was just curious. I'm, I'm glad we can debunk these theories live Settled. on stream. Myth yeah. busted. Um, I really want to talk about the era of of music videos because they were so cool. It's just like yeah, we now have talkies on the big screen and everything, and it's like how do we get music to that? So they spent four decades figuring it out, and then they said <laughs> music videos, and and, and that's it. it took a while to get good too yeah a lot of them were just like the band playing and that was like spectacle enough for a while yeah because i mean it's new it's it's like i can see this band playing but now if i'm at home i can type in band playing and find shows from last year or 1973 god that's bizarre it is having the world and in, in your pocket crazy life we live in but i want to talk about this weird pivot that they start doing. I'm sure the music video gimmick, uh, this is an assumption on my part that I'm sure they couldn't just, you know, keep doing this music video thing. It runs and just, thin. Yeah. Like I'm sure the interest was high at the start and then it started to fade. And then they kind of said, Hmm, how, you know, I'm going to assume the music video is probably the demographic is primarily young. I'm going to assume at the time, because that was sure. like, it's, if it's new, it's young, right? It's like teenagers. Yeah. And then they try to pivot for some more teen savvy shows. And I think this is what the bulk of the episode's really going to be about. You want to talk about stuff like uh, Cribs, Punked, <laughs> Next. Uh, was Pimp My Ride was MTV. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah. yeah, it was. Pin my ride was there too. Uh, the real world. Oh my God. How could I forget that? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that they had was Jersey Shore, which like revitalized oh, yeah. them, right? Because that was like real world, but with a specific demographic in a specific part of the world. And that I think really... Jersey Shore was like a, a little later than the era I'm trying right. to focus yeah, yeah, yeah. on right now. Yeah, that was yeah. 2009. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Jersey Shore was 2009? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. I thought it was older than that. Oh, oh, God. And also, they had so many, like, reality TV shows that focused on celebrities. Like, you know, they had the Osbournes. They had uh, Run's House, Robin Big, Bam's, all they everything had, Bam did. I was going to say, Rob I remember Dyrdek. Bam Margera was all over it for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was everywhere. 
But Robin Big, that was a that was a big one. I don't I remember watched that Robin a lot. Big. It was it was 2006. Okay. It was uh this is what really started Rob Deerdeck owning MTV. It was just uh, <laughs> a series of him and his bodyguard Big just doing things. I I don't even remember anything. I think it was just flashing colors for me because I would watch it at my dad's house. Sure. But then after Robin Big ended, Fantasy Factory happened. And then Ridiculousness. I don't even know what Fantasy Factory is. It apparently was on for six years. How did Fantasy Factory was essentially dude perfect? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah like okay. <laughs> got you, got I you, actually got don't you. know which came first, the chicken or the egg, but I think it's funnier if Dude Perfect came first. Yeah, the picture is painted in my head. I get yeah. it now. They just yeah, took that and then put it on there. The Fantasy Factory is a pretty good name for doing exactly what they did, but they just had a warehouse and they just did all kinds of whatever. <laughs> really. Dude, I it's I look at this programming list, which is huge by the way. If you're if you're listening to this, you want to read along, go to list of programs broadcast by MTV. It's like, if you just search MTV programming, I'm sure you'll find on Wikipedia. It is absurd. And I, I feel like the main thing, now that I see this all in front of me, you can't do this anymore. No. Like, uh-uh. in the same way in the gaming industry, it feels like you can't just, like, games don't take six months to put out, and then you just put out a product. Like, they take years and years and sometimes millions of dollars, even for, like, you know, a crappy game. You can't put out this many shows hoping something sticks around for three seasons. Yeah, this, this is, is insane. I'm going, this list, is it larger than you expected? Because it is baffling oh, by how a large mile. it is. Yeah, yeah. By a mile. Uh, and and I just can't, I, I expected this episode to be mostly about like, for me, MV, MTV really like the the biggest cultural sort of milestone and landmark for me was the spring break thing. Oh like, yeah, because every summer, and I think I talked about this on the show before. Every summer, uh, they would go to Cancun, and it would be a bunch of college kids partying and in you know like waist high water, and they would have like their dating shows and game shows on there, and they'd be taped in front you know in, in a in a sunny paradise. And I used to watch that, and that was like aspiration. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. one day I'm going to go to college. I'm going to be on MTV Spring <laughs> All of Break. us were going to do that. I'm going to drink. so I'm going to have so much sex, bro. I'm going to. That's going to be <laughs> me. And didn't quite happen that way. I turned Mm-mm. out to be a different person. But I feel like everybody who's like, I think Everyone MTV's thought main, that was them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think MTV's main demo isn't even like, wasn't even college or high school kids. And maybe I'm wrong about that. I feel like it was like, just before that, who thought that that was cool? Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you see the people on MTV, and that's what you want. Um, what I think is interesting. I'm still scrolling through everything. Uh, we forgot, like, you'll the never big hit ones. the bottom. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think about Catfish is an MTV show, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, like, uh, Teen Mom is, and there's a few others in here that I was. Teen like, Mom scared Whoa. the hell out of me, bro. It, I think oh it's my God. like a scared straight program. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. It's it's there for teens to be like, hey, stop. Um, what else they have is like all their competitive shows and a whole subsection on this Wikipedia page. And I remember watching some of these shows like Parental Control. Was that the one with the parents like who would yeah. decide who uh-huh. 
their kid was going to date. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, there there are so many shows here that I have never heard of, but one I have heard of that I think is like the quintessential show mm-hmm. on MTV. Yo Mama. <laughs> I forgot about Yo Mama. That <laughs> That's just a YouTube thing. That's like, just that's, a YouTube video. It's yeah. a YouTube video. It's literally a YouTube channel. That was all it was. I think Yo Mama is our cultural equivalents of lip sync battles. <laughs> Cause like they're very different, but I think you know what I mean. Like it's yeah, like when people say Thursday and seven are the same thing. It's it's kind of like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I No, I get it because it feels like lip sync battles are a very simple, like you get what it is right from the start and you can picture it in your head. Yo Mama on MTV was literally 30 minutes of Yo Mama jokes that they would broadcast. It's, yes. it's just but that. And it went on for three seasons. I have to ask something. I, I have been informed a, a little birdie in my ear. Uh, Yo Mama features music by the one and only Justin Asher. Is this the one and only Justin Asher, or are there multiple? No. The, the, the one. No way. What? Hold I, on. So Justin can, Asher is our producer that is currently feeding us information. You did music for Yo Mama? And Teen Mom? And Teen oh Mom? Well, okay, okay. <laughs> Justin, for the first, can, can you unmute and record yourself? I think I think we need to interview you on this process I'm real so quick. I'm so curious. Hello. Yeah. Okay, hi, Justin. Hi. Welcome hi, Justin. to your first I, formal appearance. Everybody I'm, say hi to Justin, please. What? You, we have we have thrown this episode back and forth and you've stayed <laughs> silent? I, you know, I just wanted to find the right time. <laughs> That's insane. Wait, so what did, the, like, how do you even get a pitch for that? Did you know what the show was or did they just like, we need music for this kind of thing? Um, it was, uh, actually, I, I was pitching to the editor. <laughs> I just gave, uh, I have a kind of, I had a library of tracks and uh, I gave it to the editor on the show and they got placed in there. And Teen Mom. Oh my God. Is it just like background, like B roll music or? Yeah, it's kind of modular music, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's oh. not any more exciting. Same process with Teen Mom. Same process with Teen Mom, uh, but acoustic music as opposed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because it's realer. Because yeah, it's exactly. real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I, funny. I will say that I think how like music television, MTV, still kept in touch with their roots. Mm-hmm. Was that during all their shows from the Kardashians to whatever? Uh, no, that wasn't that wasn't MTV. No, I think Kardashians. Was no, that like, was E. Was that E? Yeah, I think it was E. Yeah. Anyways, uh, also did Run's House. Every yeah. other celebrity show that they had, they would always have like obscure music in the background, and I think a lot of people got their big breaks from that because I remember when I was watching, I, I had a few years ago, and I binged all of Catfish. And I remember every now and then I would be like, I know that band. And it would be like a pretty obscure choice. But I I always wonder how much that helps people because it's like on Catfish, whenever they're traveling from location to location, they have like a brief little travel montage and they always play some obscure music. So I think it's kind of cool that MTV is always, you know, their roots are still there. Right. Yeah. I I think later on they started doing a thing where they would show the name and the track. Like the, the yes. artist name in the track. I remember that because yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Because before you didn't have a way of finding that out, you would have to just like search the internet and be like, hey, this song that happens when, 
you know, the, the dad leaves the mom on Team Mom and the kid's crying. What song is in the background there? Because I love that song. <laughs> they, were, you know, they were really good about that. The extent of that was uh, was pretty impressive when I first signed up with them. They feature you on their website. and um, they, Oh, wow. They, yeah, they do some promotion for their artists, for sure, for the uh, music artists that featured on the show. Oh, that's uh, I'm looking at this. I think, oh, my God, there's just so much here. Is that... Was it Zach? Yeah, Zach Stone was an MTV show. If you watched that, Zach Stone, I've never. Even yeah, heard Zach of Stone that. is going to be famous. It was Bo Burnham show. I saw a clip. No, I saw that on Netflix recently. That's what I, uh, it was, or something. It was on like Netflix or Hulu, and I was like, "Is that Bo Burnham?" I I'm a huge fan of Mr. Burnham and all that he's done, and I tried to watch Zach Stone is going to be famous the other day with a friend, and yep. and I can't do it, man. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it, it's it's just god awful, right? It's it's a product of its time. It definitely had a had a good few moments, but I think my my review of the show is that like I had some laughs, but I couldn't care for the main character. Sure. Cuz like they tried it's so weird because if you want to make an unlikable character, you still have to make them redeemable. Like a Michael Scott. Yeah, something. yeah. Like the like, office is He's trying his best. Right. But this guy is just, what's the show about? Is it just like... Zach Stone wants to be famous, just graduated okay, high school, wants to reinvent himself. Ah, uh, okay. Also, yeah. I forgot, we had Key and Peele on here. We had Inside Amy Schumer. Wait, Key and Peele was MTV? That's, that's I th I would have guessed Comedy Central, but it says... Yeah, I thought it was Comedy Central. Number what? of seasons, five. Maybe it was just one season. No, it says Comedy Central. It also says MTV. I have no idea why. That's weird. I wonder if it was like in one location or in a different location. Like uh, maybe it's on MTV in Canada, but it's on Comedy Central here or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I'm I'm seeing that too. That's weird. Oh, I remember also, that they have a whole Central. section of acquire programs. I didn't know like they had America's Next Top Model for a little bit. I know they had Futurama for a season. I didn't know they had George Lopez. Yeah, I remember they had Buffy for a little while. They had Futurama. Oh, my God, Buffy. I forgot. Why did they pick up Keenan and Kel? Rocco's Modern Life. What the hell is this? I have no idea what MTV was doing during these periods. And also, <laughs> they got we, South Park. They, they even have stuff like the VMAs that we haven't even touched on yet. Oh, my God. You're right. The astronauts. Yeah, oh, the dude. Video Music Awards to kind of like top off the fact that they were like the the zenith of music videos. They yeah. were like, we're going to start giving out awards for the best ones. And some of the most hilarious controversies have happened because of it. I think it was 2011 when Taylor Swift and Kanye West happened. God, that's 11 years ago now. That's crazy, dude. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. That's yeah. actually the only one I can think of at the VMAs. I know other stuff happened. I remember Britney with the snake and people mm -hmm. were shocked by that. And it feels like 1930s pearl clutching now where it's like, oh, my word, she danced with a snake. How provocative. Yeah. I think inter 
I think the fan relation back then was so much better. Mm-hmm. I will say that oh, this absolutely. might be a little bias in my own uh, perspective, but I feel like the celebrities, they were viewed as, I okay, this might be a little controversial, but you know how <laughs> I already lot, know where you're going. Yeah. A lot of creators say like, we're real people too. treat us as such. No, I do not think that creators should be viewed as real people. Should they be viewed as re- real people who can make mistakes and stuff like that? Yes. But I think they should be viewed as fictional, fun guys talking in a box. You know, like it feels I, like we need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, if you don't support someone's personal decision, you don't support their personal decisions. That's fine. Sure. Whatever. But I really think it's if you're humanizing the the creator, I think that you are depriving the entertainment industry of a lot of creative freedom. Because like, if I want to go on, like, let's talk about the errors of YouTube, right? Like it's, it's different from now to the inception of it, because if I want to make a video talk, no, 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 I got a perfect example. Always sunny in Philadelphia. That Mm -hmm. is a show about awful people. Yep. But if I want to lean into that character and I want to make, a YouTube series about me being an awful person. Right. People can't, defo- they can't see where that line is drawn. Yep. They think that everything attached to your person is an extension of yourself. And I think that is creatively depriving. Absolutely. No, no, no. I, I've, I think about this a lot. I think there was a time where you could, as an artist or an author or an entertainer of some sort, you could do things sort of outside of your own, uh, you could explore themes and concepts outside of your own realm of existence, if that makes sense. And this sounds very pretentious, but hear me out. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think that as YouTube and the rise of the individual creator got bigger, so many creators were so self, I don't know how to put it, because it's not self-absorbed, but they would only explore themes that are related to them specifically. So think of like your Logan Paul's, Jake Paul's, stuff like that. They only do stuff that's interesting to them. And I think that since it was saturated with that, we now have this idea that all the content that a person puts out is something that they themselves are either exploring or going through. They have to be passionate about too, because... Yeah. I mean, I... I, I, I think I should be... You should be passionate about the art you're creating, but I think for a lot of people... Um, I, I really like a lot of concept stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, like I like, um, I like the YouTube channels, like Alan tutorials. Like, I think that is such a, okay, let me, it's like, imagine if the Chris Chan saga was scripted, Uh uh-huh, you know, (laughs) Yeah. like then suddenly it becomes pretty interesting. It's still interesting, but you know, then it, it. I, I think it would be more enjoyable if it was fiction. It takes on another uh, another layer of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think Alan Tutorials, it's it's all about world building through the environment and stuff like right. that. It should be just a, a guy on YouTube making tutorials, but it's so much deeper than that because it's all about how they build the world around it. And I think th- those kinds of projects are always so interesting to me when you have an end in mind from the start. Right. And like for these concept gimmicks, you can't make them last forever. I think about like probably the biggest scale YouTube project I've seen was Poppy. 
Right. What was that? I remember seeing it at the start, but I never saw it through to the end. So I didn't know uh, what it was. I'll be honest. It was kind it was kind of a mess. Okay. Uh, the creator uh, of Poppy or like, I guess the producer, director, whatever you want, the manager, mm-hmm. um, he his name was Titanic Sinclair. And apparently he has tried to make a Poppy in the past with a girl named Mars Argo. Okay. Who uh, he dated. And also, I think you would love her music. Mars Zarga, phenomenal sounds. Sure. But, okay. Um, th- then Poppy was pretty much like, I think Poppy was like an analogy, allegory, whatever, for just the idol factory. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, she was a pop star who was constantly getting replaced by other versions of herself played by the same actress. And... That's just how the cycle continued. It was a lot of weird videos that kind of did this. I think one of the coolest things was uh, in an interview, She people were like, hey, what's in your new music video? She goes, the devil eats a banana in it. And then everyone's like, huh, that's weird. And then in the music video, you see a a devil like deep throat a banana and you're like, (laughs) that's cool. But he doesn't actually eat the banana. And in a shot (laughs) that she's leaving... No, no, no. Hear me out. In a (laughs) shot that she's leaving the set, you see the camera pass by and very quickly in uh, the low life music video, you see the director taking a bite of the banana and it's like, oh, Ah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's like a lot of it's clearly she's being forced to do it, which sure. Now this is where the controversy comes in. That was a little closer to home than it. It should have been because apparently right. there were very abusive tendencies from from the manager. And if I, I'm not 100 percent on the story, this is about the time I like fizzled out of sure. uh, watching. But I think the I think her name's Mariah, the girl who plays Poppy. I'm looking her up now. Yeah. And she I I think she took legal action because of that and got the Poppy name to herself. Oh, wow. Okay. So now I think she is not making the whole like th- like the Poppy the character. I think she's just kind of making the metal music she wants to okay. under the name of Poppy. So sure. I think it's kind of taken on a different life, but if that project went according to plan, I think it would have been a little different. It's always interesting when things have a sort of a higher uh I don't want to say a purpose, but there's something else going on with it. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, Markiplier had his channel, right? The uh, the one that did one year. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's, him and that's a, a crank more, gameplays. Exactly. That's a more, and I think that creators have to do that to sort of separate it from their own brand, which is both a blessing and a curse. Because like, let, let's say that like there's a creator who normally does, you know, I don't know, I don't, gameplay stuff or something along that line, but they want to do something that explores themes that are more like close to home, whether it's like depression, suicide, something like that. Even if it's something that they just want to talk about or explore on their own, people will think that it's a reflection of them instead of just like something that they're creating. Does that make sense? It's like mm-hmm. if an author who kept writing about murders, people are like, yo, are you good? Are you killing people? Yeah. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of that in the space. And I feel like because going back to what you were saying about artists or not artists, but mm-hmm. like online uh, content creators being so analyzed as people, it's just like you can't really get outside of your bubble because people are yeah. going to ascribe anything that you do to something that you're going through personally, you know? I think it's also hard because 
as a th- th- this goes both ways, right? Like it's on the creator if they really want to be like this arrogant character. Like mm-hmm. I, for, you know, you know me personally. I think yeah, Alpharad yeah, yeah. is is like a dick. Like I think sure, this yeah. YouTube persona I've created is much more arrogant than myself. Right. And I think I I like it that way. I think if your personality, your brand kind of matches you too closely for me, it was, it used to be that way. And I think it's very difficult to be able to say Disney plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series on Disney plus experience the full Taylor Swift, the era's tour Taylor's version with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. When you're on and when you're off. Yes. And I think that's like riddled, where like imposter syndrome comes in full force. But I... I feel great now, but I think you need that separation. So over the past couple of years, I started to exaggerate those blemishes of Alpharad more and more. Sure. And, you know, sometimes I see comments that are like, I don't really like Alfred anymore. He's really become an asshole lately. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's working. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And like some people can like dislike that. But for me, I think it's a more fun character. It's a play. Yeah. But I, I do think the thing that slows me down is that I don't love people thinking Jacob is an asshole, you know, like that's the thing that always gets me. So I feel like on some things when I'm like, I know this is fun. I know no one involved is actually affected by it. I will still like put like disclaimers. This didn't actually happen. Or I apologize for this. And I think it's like, if you really want to be the asshole, you kind of got to commit to it and apologize less unless it's like actually bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends on your relationships with out, side of that scene right because if you're being mean to someone like if Mm -hmm. you and i are in a video and you're an asshole to me as long as i know it's part of the bit i don't care right because it's a joke and we're like making fun whatever and then if people want to be offended on my behalf whatever but i i can always come out and say guys it's it's part of the joke um but yeah it, it, it but it's very easy especially as people are networking and developer relationships for other people outside of your content creator's sphere, it's very easy for people to get the wrong impression unless you're very clear, which I could imagine be difficult. Yeah, because I, I look at stuff like widest kids you know, right? Do you remember right. that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty yep. much like the first big skit channel on, on YouTube that was more like alternative humor. And I think... Uh, a lot of those skits obviously wouldn't age now because because they were just a different time. Like they were just a little less tasteful. But sure. I think the concept is they were still portraying like not great people in a lot of these segments. But I think it's like when it's skit oriented, it it's so, so clear. But then I think like there are yeah. so many like skit centric YouTubers. And I think you kind of got to for them, if they just make a video about being an awful person, it's like it's understood because right. the nature is a skit, but they don't let that exist outside of that vacuum. Yeah. You know, I think it doesn't help that every viewer thinks that the content creator is is perfect, you know, which yeah. is such a high and terrifying standard. Yeah, that's scary. 
People get yeah. attached so easily. Do you think there's a way, like, to bring this back to the MTV thing, like, because we talked about Whitest Kids You Know, uh, we talked about one other, oh, the Bo Burnham show. Is there a way to create this kind of media that is about, like, a specific moment in time? So, like, the Bo Burnham show, Zach Stone, it's about a yeah. kid who wants to make it as, I, I think he wanted to be an influencer, right? Like, I'm, He's I wanted to be famous. That he was just it. wanted to be famous. He doesn't care yeah. how. But really, he tries something I, new every episode. Got it. Okay. I feel like the idea of wanting to be famous, like obviously everybody wants to be a rock star, but there was so many. It's barriers not as before. unrealistic now, is it? Exactly, and I think it's more Dang, attainable. That is. Whoa. Yeah, it's a well, lot. That's easier. weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and part of me wonders, like that Zach Stone show is a reflection of that, of the idea that like yeah. kids would do that, but now it feels dated because of course anybody can be famous. Of course you could start a YouTube channel and be fun so like how do you create something that is comedic and like a satirization of the it's times like, not even that you have tiktok you have instagram you have twitch right. you have youtube yeah 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 you even have even only now. fans now like back then if you ever wanted to get into like that kind of work you had to be a playboy bunny is what it felt like right yeah and now you can just be a normal person <laughs> yeah you can a have an iphone and an internet connection <laughs> and make money it's crazy yeah, I think uh yeah, one last one last comment on the content creator thing before you dial it back to MTV. Mm -hmm. I I think um the other thing with content creators who want to like act outside of these bubbles mm -hmm. is that I think it's it's terrifying that so many people or like on the other side of blindly supporting content creators and oh God, yeah. are like waiting for them to fall. Yes. And cause what I've seen is like, I have just seen a random Twitter user or something like that. Who's made one wrong tweet. You know, it happens. No one's oh, perfect course, yeah. and it's fine. I think it's okay for people to mess up period. End of sentence. And I think it's so weird how that's not the common mentality because I've I've seen people like just the other day, I saw someone made one tweet that people didn't agree with and they were getting their ass beat in the quote retweets. It happens. Right. But the quote retweets weren't like saying, oh, this opinion sucks. They're saying this person sucks. This person's not attractive. This person's overweight. Right. You're the person's interest and they're stupid. And, and, you know, it's just like people are waiting for these very personal blows for like nothing. And it's like, why? Why are people so readily angry nowadays? I think it's crabs in a bucket. It's yeah. uh it's so for I've never heard that, that expression. Is. But you've yeah. never heard that expression? No, I've never had crabs nor buckets. Have you ever heard of tall poppy syndrome? You're making things up. Okay, I swear these are both real. Okay, they both mean the same thing. Tall poppy is like mostly an Australian thing, so we could talk to Z about it. But it's basically like the tallest poppy gets cut which is like if you grow outside of your means or if you're the most, uh, uh, I, I don't know, most um, successful or the highest yeah. earning or whatever, people want to cut you down. Crabs in a bucket is the more famous and the biggest thing, whereas if a crab is about to escape a bucket, I think it's crabs in a pot, like the pot is boiling. And if yeah. a crab is about to escape or get out, the other crabs will grab it and pull it back down. And I think mm. that the mob mentality of the internet has led to a spot where yeah, creators are just people like anybody else. So when one of them fucks up, 
we all have this opportunity to tear them down, right? Yeah. It's the same way that like Twitter is fun until you get 50,000 <laughs> followers. And then it's like, instead of being the guy who gets to be snarky and talk shit, now you're the guy who people want to talk shit about because you're getting yeah. pulled down. People have this perception that you think that you're bigger than you are because you have a certain amount of followers or because like, I, I think there's this prevailing idea that creators or people who have a following think of themselves as higher and because of that it's fun to dunk on them whether that's true or not whether you've ever even seen them or not there's just mm -hmm. that idea in the back of your head you know yeah i do yeah it's just like something i want to say is like i just noticed that you know i posted a a tweet talking about how i didn't like a specific character in pokemon unite the other day and yeah i think it's a very who cares tweet and of course the quote retweets are riddled with like, well, you suck at the game. Oh, and okay. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But I think the other, other side of it is when people are like, this is why your music sucks. And I'm like, no, <laughs> my music sucks for completely independent reasons of me disliking a Pokemon. Has nothing to, you were just thinking that and you wanted a reason to say it. That's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Or you yeah. You just think, thought that would hurt you. Like they thought that that would be like your, your weak point for massive damage. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think it's crazy that people do that. Cause I feel pretty confident in everything I create. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, I'm in a very fortunate position where I can branch out and create whatever I want and still at least go even on it. So it's, it's pretty cool and I get to make things for me. And I think yeah. that's a cool place to be. And if it aligns with what people want, that's awesome. But yeah. Um, it's 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 funny that you say that because I was literally just having this uh, yesterday, this thought, because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you saw it, but the Cuphead trailer just dropped. Oh, sure. Did. Um, so, yeah. So Cuphead is getting a animated series on Netflix. Uh, Netflix is is having a show about Cuphead, whatever. And Cuphead is is a game that is mirrored to be, you know, it's in the style of a 1930s cartoon, very old school, very old yeah. style. But the Netflix show looks to me like any other generic cartoon. And I watched it and everybody's going crazy about it. They're like, oh my God, this looks so good. And I'm like, I don't really like it. But I didn't want to tweet about it because I would have gotten what you got. People would have been like, who cares? Who asked? Blah, blah, blah. To me, like my opinion was just that my favorite thing about Cuphead is that it feels sort of dark and kind of fucked up. Um, because that's what cartoons at the time were. There's like smoking. There's World War II propaganda. There's like gambling and vices. And obviously that's in the show, but it's very like, it's sort of toned down. But I didn't tweet it or anything because I didn't want that people quote retweeting me. Because again, who cares what I think, right? I don't really give a shit. Mm -hmm. it, I'm sure it'll be good, but it's it's more for a younger demographic, which is fine. But I had that same thought you did where it's just like, I'm just going to have people dumping on me for no reason if I say this. And people just, I don't know. People are angry. Apparently, uh, our producer is telling us internet rage is considered to be from the same psychological place as road rage as both contexts provide anonymity. That makes sense. Road rage gives anonymity, though? I feel like it's so intimate. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's it's anonymous in the sense that... You'll never if, see that person As soon as again. I leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. 
On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. No, that's true. Because, like, if somebody somebody shits on you on a quote retweet, Mm -hmm. and, like, a month later they're a fan, you don't remember that. No, absolutely not. Yeah, you, you're not going to see that. So it, mm-hmm. it is sort of a not, you it's, only know them for that engagement. Yeah, and I feel like they could easily catfish you like one of MTV's hit shows, Catfish. Ah, he did it. Mm-hmm. I did, did it. it. I brought it back home, which <laughs> that series was insane. That series is actually a little bit too high concept for MTV at the time, I think, because they had it's, a bunch of shows that were just like, it's still oh ongoing. God. Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is like it's an enduring concept of like yeah. this is a real thing that people do. Why do they do it? A lot of them don't even know. Some of them are trying to escape themselves. And this is the same sort of in- introspective, insightful programming that is launching alongside like Next, which is a show where a, a bus of hot people try to compete for the affection of another hot person who will be like, oh, my God, you – you blink one eye after the other next other guy is just weird. I think also I'm surprised it's still ongoing because I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how accepted this take is, but I think it's much harder to catfish people nowadays. Mm, I don't know. I think there are so many new means of communicating with people. I think I think you have to be si- okay. You're about to get catfished. You are literally yeah, yeah. talking to somebody right now that you're starting to get suspicious. What do you do? I I look them up on various sites like Facebook. Sure, but they have a Facebook page, and mm-hmm. it looks like it's new or at least inactive. What do you do then? Okay, okay. If it's new, I'm still suspicious. If sure. it's inactive from like 2013, I'm probably biting. Okay. See, I wanted to see if you would go to like Ten Eye because that's my first place. Uh, Ten Eye. Ten Eye is a it's a reverse image search. Oh, oh, I do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the first place I go, which is like yeah, take any picture they sent you. Yeah, because like I feel like you have to do that because if you don't do that, any picture that they send you could be anybody, right? That would yeah. be my first thing. But I feel like you have to be savvy to use a site like that. If you're just like, yeah. you know, if you don't know the internet very well, you probably One time, don't know that. It might be easier. I was just interviewing someone for an editing position. Mm-hmm. And um, th- this is a little weird situation. Okay. Um, it was, I was interviewing this, this girl who seemed very sweet, very nice, very capable of editing. And then I asked to get on a call and then they said, oh, I don't do calls. My anxiety is too high. And I was like, oh, okay. well, I kind of require that call dynamic for an editor. So if that's like, a, you know, sure, I, like I'm, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. But like, this is a requirement for me. Yeah, of course. That can't work. It just might not be a good fit. And she was like, yeah, probably not. Then I go, oh, oh OK. All right. <laughs> and then later time passes on. And 
I don't, I didn't really get like the full scoop on this, but I, I think someone told me that they were a guy pretending to be a girl on the internet to get closer to other women on the internet. Ah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It was hmm. something like that. But um, yeah, that came out. And then I think it was just, uh, I think there's a lot more stuff happened because of that. Sure. I'm definitely like watering it down. But I thought that was interesting. And I guess, but like even me, it wasn't a romantic context, sure. But like someone who was like, I, d I don't do calls. I was like, weird. Yeah. That is strange, but you're right in that like some people just have that sort of barrier and you just have to be like, well, I don't think that'll work for us then. And yeah, good on them for not uh for not pushing it or anything or like, I don't know, dumping on you publicly to be like, you know, I can't yeah, believe anxiety. you consider me. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, it's funny because I feel like those things seem so obvious in hindsight, but you don't really pursue them in the moment. No, like, it's not like you don't. would even have that idea in your head of like. Oh well, this person probably isn't who they say they are. Why? Wouldn't I definitely they, you know? got catfished in like middle school, maybe maybe freshman year of high school. Oh really? Yeah, I mean it wasn't like anything like long term, ongoing, crazy. Sure, it was kind of like a hot girl added me on Facebook and claimed <laughs> she went to the rival high school, and she had tons sure. of people added from that high school. So I was like, yeah, okay, I believe that. Yeah. And and we just talked, and she was very flirtatious, very fast. Sure. And um, I I would flirt back because she would send me, uh, you know, cloth pictures of her. I, I sure, think that yeah. needs to be specified. And I was just like, "You're a very attractive woman," and yeah. I would flirt back with this stranger. And and I I think because I was I did not get like attention from women in high school. So then uh. I had someone else talk to me like the next, like weeks from then. Sure. I had a friend who was like, dude, I, I've had a rough few weeks. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, so there was this girl, right? Claimed she went to the other high school. And, you know, exact same story, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. Then I like sent her um, pictures of my dick. And now she's sending it to everyone. And I'm like, who, what kind of poor bastard would fall for that? Yeah. You know, like I was like, I'm I'm sorry, man. I don't know how, how you fall for something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I did not get that far with it, luckily. But I, I just look back at that and I'm just like, I definitely flirted with some dude at the other school. And I have no idea like who that was or what yeah. he now th thinks he knows about me. You know, like there is someone who can see me, you know, that the start of Alpha Red, move to L.A. and make sure. all these big moves. But in the back of his head. He knows something that the rest of the world doesn't. Yeah, he has secrets on you that may or yeah. may not ever come out or even be worth it. I but just want him to know that I have thought about it. <laughs> I do know that you're still out there somewhere. Yeah. Whether or not you do anything with it. It's it, it's funny because like I, I probably was catfish. It's not even catfishing back then. I used to be in a lot of AOL chat rooms and like instant yeah. messengers. But like it was AOL. Right? No shot everybody... every girl there was a girl. Oh, God, no. No, absolutely. But maybe they were, though. That's the other mm -hmm. thing is, like, this is, like, bro, I'm talking old and, like, 97, 98 because my yeah. parents had America Online, you know? And, like, I don't know if the concept of, like, oh, I could pretend to be a girl even existed, right? Everybody was just mm -hmm. being themselves. 
Um, Did I ever pretend to be a? I don't think I've ever pretended to be like a girl online. Mm-hmm. I've definitely made not even fake. for like a bit or a joke or something. Like I'm, I'm trying to think about it. I, I have definitely made fake accounts on the internet, but I think like pushing the gender boundary for me is like that's a step too far because I think I don't. I don't know. I, I, I I've just, seen some of the accounts that you make, and they're pretty gender neutral. It's just like yeah. a, a big fan of like Thwomp <laughs> from from Mario Bros <laughs> or something. It is just I like think, you you never have the questions of whether that is a boy. The or, most you know. notable fake account I've ever made was probably TSK Chaotix, where I I had a kid who played me Gunner in in the Tails costume. Okay, and he was just a big Sonic fan. He was Sonic slash me Gunner main, which is an awful combination. Yuck. And yeah. he just, uh, he had his own clan called the Shadow Kings. And me and all my friends made fake accounts to really support this. <laughs> and um, did you read the same thing I just did? Uh, so No, uh, but I'm, now, I'm, I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> now I did. I'm going to pause my story real quick. <laughs> uh, Justin just told me that, uh, okay, let me read these bullet points off. 20% of the people in UK have reported being catfished. One in five, high number. The highest demographic of victims are 25 to 34. Surprising. And the earliest dick pic is from the 5th century BC. Oh, my God. On an island in the Aegean Sea. Well, if it's graffiti, it's not like a personal pic, right? If it's made to be realistic. If it's like a giant dick on the side of a rock, that's not a dick pic. But if it's like a modest 6-incher, I'm like, okay. You think it's like he's like constantly looking down? And he's like, hmm, and trying to study. <laughs> Studying, it's, yeah. It's not like, it's not a general penis. It is his own. And it's one that he's. I think the intent really matters behind that one for me. I think the portability of a, of a dick pic and the immediacy of it is the most important thing, though. If it's on a wall, right? People that feels definitely like, like mailed Polaroids and stuff and whatnot. Polaroids. <laughs> uh, you think? I, I guess I they think did. people develop yeah. nudes like that. I think you'd work with yeah. what you have, right? A poor craftsman blames his tools. Sure. I just feel like people would flash, though. It is described as monumental in scale. The the dick pic? Oh, yeah, the, the graffiti pic. The penis or the graffiti? I'm. That's what I'm curious <laughs> about, you know? But, whoa, where was I going with that? I was on a different topic before. We oh, yeah, my fake Twitter accounts. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was just like a group of people very try hard smash bros kids sure. you know like that's that's really what it was and i at the end of all my bits i always like to reveal them and this is not my first one and it's definitely not going to be my last um i i am deep in the lab working on my next fake account oh, and God. and zach you have you seen it i don't think so Oh, oh! This one is about it. incredibly convincing. Oh my god, <laughs> this is going to take the world by storm one day, and they're not even going to know what hit them. I got to tell you in between episodes because this is like some yeah, yeah, groundbreaking yeah, yeah. shit. Is Anyways. it like another like? Is it a group thing or is it just like one individual? It's, I guess it's, I don't even know if you could tell me. No, I, I don't want to tell you on camera. There's yeah, too yeah, much yeah, yeah, yeah. working on this. This is. <laughs> It's been, this is a multi-year project. I really got to put it into perspective. Isn't it funny how you, like, you know, four or five years ago, six years ago, it was just like, I got to make the next Smash video. I got to make this next Smash video. And now <laughs> you're just like, I get to spend time doing this shit, you know? It's like, yeah. what a dream. 
Yeah. Coming I, up I with do, social experiments. I love social experiments, man. <laughs> it's what keeps me going. And uh, speaking of social uh, ridiculousness. True. Yeah. They talk a lot on that show. Yeah, I, I'm scrolling through the show and I think I'm looking at MTV variety shows on Wikipedia and I think that ridiculousness did so well. So they have deliciousness, adorableness and messiness all <laughs> lined up for the upcoming season. Oh, my God. Well, it's crazy to me because ridiculousness, if you just look at it, it's literally react content. It's a react channel. That's it's just, all it is. That's it. And, and the fact that MTV is now only airing it, MTV is now the first ever. Well, Ridiculousness aired in 2011. Channel. So like they, they were really pioneers of the genre, if that's you will. That's true. They were, they were ahead of the curve, but now th that's all they do. It's mm -hmm. all they show all the time. It's kind of yeah. crazy too. Cause like they you can see it. elements of it, even on like Beavis and Butthead, which was a big deal, right? That was like mm -hmm. one of MTV's first like huge show. There's a react portion of that show. Where they watch a uh, they watch a music video and they just riff on it and make jokes about it. Oh it's my weird. god! I said that Yo Mama was like the summit of of MTV, but yeah. I think I would like to say no. I have two shows that we have failed to talk about yet. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. It's punked. not singled out, is it? Because I remember punked. singled out was a big deal for me. Punked was a big punked. deal. Yep, yep, yep. And jackass. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, jackass changed the world. Yeah. For the worse, some would say. I, I would agree. And they're, they're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. Insane. It's scary because, like, a, a, a lot of them left, right? Like, yeah. Bam went off the rails like Steve-O, his life went off and then he went to rehab. Like a lot of stuff has happened to those guys, man. How can they still do that? Wait, I know they made a movie, right? Jackass Forever is a 2022 movie. Oh, it's coming out in February. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What? I didn't know it was this recent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, I think they make a joke in the trailer that they're like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this at age 50, but we're 49, so it's all good. Oh um, my god. This dude. this the trailer for this, it's like star studded. They have like Eric Andre in this, Tyler the Creator. Like a lot of Good the Good for them. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. But I think the thing with Jackass was my dad told me that if YouTube was around when he was younger, he would have been doing Jackass stuff. Oh, I'm sure. He said Absolutely. him and his friends did it for fun. Oh, they could have been famous. They, they missed could it. have been famous. Yeah, they missed the boat. My dad always says that he was like he's so supportive of YouTube and everything I do now. But he's definitely like if that was around when I was a kid, I would have I would have grinded. Isn't it crazy to think of like I have this thought a lot where it's like maybe the best YouTuber that ever lived, like the most famous, biggest, wealthiest, whatever was like a butter churner in the dark ages in like the 13th century, you know, in like 1200 yeah. AD. What if that guy would have been the best YouTuber that ever, or like 
if somebody who's alive right now, who's like struggling and they're going to school, but they don't really know what they want to do. What if they would have been like the There's best? There's like just a one decision difference in a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just something like you have the skill set for a different era in human mm -hmm. history. Like you could have been the best clockmaker in the 1800s, <laughs> but now that doesn't really exist anymore, at least not in the same uh, I think about know, time travel constantly, personally. Yep. And I always think about stuff like I, w I would go back in time and blow their fucking minds. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because I still have like so much chemistry knowledge just stored in my brain from, from college. And I would love to go back in time and be like, we got more than four elements, motherfuckers. Well, it's interesting that you say that because since you have a chemistry background, you can actually do that. Because I know a lot of people that are like, oh my God, if I could go back in time, I would change everything. It's like, how? Because you go back in time, what do you, let's say you can't take anything with you. You can't take your phone yeah. or anything. What are you going to explain? You don't know how electricity works. You don't yeah, like, know how the internet works. You can't just tell them that it exists because then yeah. that, that means nothing. Then you're crazy and you're going to be mm -hmm. locked up in the dungeon. Like what... If, if you are in, if you get transported back to the medieval era, like you could be fine because you would go to like an apothecary, right? Yeah. I you feel could, like if I bring my undergrad chemistry knowledge to right. some people who like, you know, microscopes aren't even existed yet. Right. Or don't even exist yet. You can, you can definitely change the future of the world because that's a, that's like a multiple century catalyst you're yeah. now causing for science. But most people... If they don't have that level, like even if you know biology, right? Yeah. What are you going to do? What do you like? How do you how do you use that information to make people believe you? Like you're talking about mitochondria and cells and stuff and, you know, uh, semi permeable membranes. And what the hell are you talking about? Kill him head on a pike. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so many things that you could actually change. Like think about 9-11. You're right. Sure. Yep. I do every day. Never forget. You never forget. Never have, never will. I think you could easily change that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that one's... That's yes. really just a hindsight's 2020 kind of thing. I, I was going to... Well, that one, you have the... You have everything you need. Like, you, <laughs> it's not... It's not like... It's not like you're, like, in an old kingdom in medieval times and you have to find the castle. It's just like, oh, I'm in 2001 New York City. I know where to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I I feel like it would be hard getting it to the top of people who can actually do something about that. But not impossible. I, it's not impossible, but it's definitely one of those. If it goes wrong, you're going to be like, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who would you what would you do, though? Because you would have to know the airport they were coming out of. Right. Like what was the yeah. airport? All three. I guess of the, that's the planes not were... the knowledge I have handy. I would <sighs> just tell people to. Well, here, here's the thing. Evacuate so, the t the trade centers. It's so interesting because weren't there only, there were like three planes, but only one of them crashed? I th No, two of them crashed. Two of them crashed? They they both hit, no, three of them crashed because they hit uh, both towers and then the Pentagon. Yeah. But, but there's one that landed in Philadelphia, I think, or, or yeah. Pennsylvania somewhere. So here's what I'm saying is it's the butterfly effect, right? Maybe. If if we stopped 9-11 and had them like evacuate the trade build the towers and then mm -hmm. we maybe what if we got like air travel shut down for that day? Sure. Who's to say that if it didn't work and it was silent 
they would, you know, the same group of people would have just tried again in a bigger way, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, maybe I'm not finishing that sentence. <laughs> I think it would have, I think it would have happened regardless until we, we would have had to up our security sometime, as yeah. awful as it is. Because, like, we just are in a different world. And I think it's like the pre-9-11 world was somewhat naive in thinking mm -hmm. that people wouldn't do this kind of stuff. And especially yeah. now, like with, you know, it, as awful as it is, stuff like school shooting and, and you know, gun control. I and would laws probably like go to, like, it really depends on what year I time travel back to. If it's mm -hmm. like, if me, 26-year-old me, goes back to the year 2000, for it's just like, what I have nothing to do here. Uh, yeah. Well, I, no. I don't think I know anything science-related that people in the year 2000 wouldn't. And I don't... Yeah, that's a good or point. if I did, I wouldn't know how to explain it. Um, Technology-wise, you know, I work with a lot of tech and stuff like that, but I can't really tell people how it's made. And I think the best thing I could ever do is start gambling on uh, Super Bowls. That's what I would do. I, I would wait for Bitcoin. That's it. I, oh I would, my god! I would I would go back to 2012. That's literally it. I if I could try to travel anywhere, I would just go back to 2012. Put you know 100k in Bitcoin or something like that, and then just be like, all right, I'm good. Like <laughs> just wait for it to pop in like 2015, and yeah. then I'm good. That's it. Yeah, you're right. All I think you can change is that yourself. That is the single most lucrative thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the core theme. Is like. If you go back in time, you can't really alter the flow. There's so many decisions, and it's the yeah. butterfly effect, and it ripples throughout history. But personally, but you can I would have stopped 9-11. I would have stopped 9-11. Yeah? You would have stopped yeah. it? I would have stopped 9-11, and then as a treat, I would have bought Bitcoin. Because <laughs> you were good today. You yeah. were very good that day, and you deserve it yourself. That's that's fair. So I need someone to quote me on that. That's a good senior <laughs> quote right there. If I could go back in time, I would travel or I would stop 9-11 and get myself Bitcoin. That's a long... You would have to have that in like eight-point font. That's a long yeah. one. <laughs> it's an, I, I think it reveals a lot about your character. It's that you think about the greater good, but I also put myself first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always important to have self-care. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, uh, and, and I care ding, about ding, ding. MTV. Okay. <laughs> We Man. both agree. We talked about that topic way less than we intended to. Yeah, I would have loved it. Well, dude, there are just so many goddamn shows, man. I didn't There's realize so many. how many cultural zeniths they were they they had. Honestly, because like the in, like this channel, uh, this topic started because we wanted to talk about next. We didn't even mention next. No, no. Well, it's crazy to me because like I look at a lot of channels and they had one thing where they popped off. So like VH1 had like I love the 90s and like everybody yeah. went crazy about that. South Park came on Comedy Central and then Chappelle show, I guess. Uh, but like it didn't have that many bangers. MTV had like singled out Jackass, you know, all these shows that were huge at the time, but they fizzled out so quickly. It's insane yeah. to me, you know, and, and but there were so many of them. You can't talk about them. Because there's a billion, and you just keep going on the next one until you start talking about 9-11. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, ding, ding, ding. How did we get to 9-11? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't even want to start. We talked about how many shows were on MTV. We went um, from MTV. But I, I feel like 
This episode was a little different than normal because it wasn't like a roadmap. It was more like pit stops because <laughs> it, it felt like we would talk about the show and then the show would spawn another tangent and then we would get back on the main road. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. like it was like imagine like a plant and it was all the stems and the leaves sticking out. But like it's it never impeded the actual growth of the plant. Right. And then the flower blossoms into a glowing 9-11. Mm, beautiful. I, I, yeah, we, I felt like we had to go to the bathroom a lot. We're on a road yeah. trip, and I had to, I drank so much water, bro. I had to keep going. Because I started as MTV. Water. Then we were like, oh, scare trait teen pregnancy. Let's talk about that. Then we talk about MTV. Then we talk about catfish. And we talk about getting catfish. Then we start talking about MTV again. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just kept coming back to MTV. And back like all core. good conversations... It always ends up being about September 11th. Yep. Yep. All roads lead to uh, to the Trade Center, unfortunately. Ma'am. <laughs> Dang. That's a- it, it's crazy. It's, it, <laughs> I gotta say, that's a sad sentence. Yeah, I'm just going to end it there. I don't think there's anything you can say to recover from that. Yeah. We're, Thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. We'll Thanks for making it this week. far. Yeah. Same time, same place. And we will not mention 9-11 a single time next week. Have Probably. a good day. Maybe. How Did We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gowland, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer audio producer is Justin Asher. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.